Welcome to the Misadventures of the Young Adult Podcast. I'm your host, Doreen. Welcome back, you guys. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how people have survived very, very difficult situations and rose up and became the victors. I really hope you enjoy it and stay tuned. Fun fact, this episode is going to be the last story reading episode of the entire season. We've got two more episodes left, but this is going to be the last one where I share a story, so that's kind of exciting on my part. So I've been really looking forward to, you know, actually coming to the end of this season because it's been quite a long season and it really felt like it wasn't ending. But yeah, we're finally coming to an end and the next season is going to come out next year, so yeah, you soak soak this moment, soak these moments up, you guys. Soak it up because ooh, your girl needs a break. But yeah, for my weekly update for this week is simply, I'm thankful to all of you guys who actually, you know, after my last podcast where my last episode where I basically poured my heart out about the current situation that happened in the states. I'm really thankful for you guys who, you know, sent me some encouraging words and, you know, posted something I saw or you tagged me something I saw. Like, that really meant a lot to me. Shows that you really care. And, you know, any help is help, I think. I feel. I know some people are angry. Like, what's sharing a post gonna do? Blah, blah, blah. But for that one person of color or black person who will see it, it means a lot. It shows that, you know, when, when things get tough, you've got their back. And I guess that's a lot more than a lot of people can ask for so yeah i'm just really grateful for all the people who reached out to make sure i was okay and you know helped spread the word so you're the people we need thank you so much for your support When I saw this, I was so excited. I <laughs> uh, let me give you a bit of a background. So for my mass communication research project that I did, so a mini thesis that I did, um, it surrounded how the local media in Zambia portrayed the LGBTQ community. And one of the stories that was really um, I was reading a lot up on was the how the t- about the two gay men who were sentenced to a 15-year jail sentence, basically for being caught for having gay sex. Don't ask me how they got caught, just know they got caught. It's actually very it's actually very angering how they got caught, but nonetheless, I'm glad that you know they've been exonerated. not exonerated, they've just been released cuz during Africa Freedom Day, the which is on the 25th of May, the president usually allows about 2 3000 prisoners off of their sentences and lets them go home. So, the two gay men are a part of this group of people, and I guess that was kind of nice to know. Because, personally, I feel that everyone deserves rights. Um, heterosexual people and homosexual people and people who fall in between that spectrum. I believe everyone deserves rights. They, everyone should be allowed to love who they love, how they love. Everyone should be able to present themselves the way they want to. And I guess in some countries, such as Zambia, it's not something that you can do. And that sucks. 
because now it's just like it's just a hostile environment for people who are a part of the lgbtq community but they cannot be themselves or they cannot really express themselves as much as they would want to without the fear of being arrested and sentenced to jail for 15 years but yeah i guess it was just kind of heartwarming to know that they don't have to really go to jail and be there and be stuck there for the next 15 years of their lives because i mean 15 years that's that must that might as well be life imprisonment because i think they were like in their early 20s by the time they get out they'd have been their 40s so it's like thank goodness they're out you know thank goodness that you know something great happened for a change i'm happy about it i'm really happy about the news so yeah today's news piece was really warming to my heart honestly today i've got three stories two of the stories i got from reddit and one of them is my own personal story so i really hope that you enjoy each and every one of them and yeah i'll tell you the titles before i read or tell much rather each story to you so i really hope you enjoy sit back relax i mean grab some coffee grab something to do and yeah enjoy these stories The first story is entitled, I Survived a Psychopath Mother. I feel brave and bold enough to write this. My mother Janet was a psychopath. I remember how she would violently hurt me with no sign of remorse. There was one time in junior high when I forgot to bring a newsletter to her while she was waiting for me in the car at school. She got very angry and intimidated me to get a newsletter because I knew she would beat me and rail at me if I didn't. She intimidated me over a lousy piece of paper. I remember incidents where she bashed my older brother's head as a child and bit my younger brother on the arm. I remember how I got home from school one day and she bent me over the bed and beat me on the bum and upper thighs and I cried myself to sleep over a bad paper from school. She kept threatening me not to let her see another F or I'd get beat up. She said it so coldly and callously. Throughout high school, I immersed myself in my studies as a dissertation from her. Got A's and B's for my sophomore year onward. I remember seeing her and my dad, too, having yelling matches with my older brother about what he'll do with his life. I went to college on my parents' daughter. At the dinner table one night, Janet was yelling at me over what I'll do with some project I was doing in college. Ah, why did it matter to her so much? She was the most controlling person I knew. Talk about boundary issues. After college, she yells at me over not going to church with her, yells at me over exercising, yells at me about leaving the house when it was time, all the time. It was yell, 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 yell. She does the same thing to her husband and my older brother, who is probably dead now because he became a homeless transient. I've been no contact with her for two years now because she interrogated me over the phone about my son. She was calling my son her baby. It was like she was wanting to raise my son and we are only one state away too. This is how psycho and controlling she is. 
I've come to accept this as a fact, but it still hurts though. I am someone who grew up in a home where they were, you know, beaten in order for disciplinary um, actions to, you know, go down. But I do realize that for some people, the way their parents disciplined them never really worked because I feel some parents would just hit to abuse their kids. My mom never hit me to abuse me. She would only hit me when I'm being very stupid. Honestly, each time that she has hit me that I can recall of, I personally believe that I deserved it because I was a really dumb kid. Now, I'm not trying to justify that hitting your kids is okay. I'm just saying that if you're a parent and you think this course of action will work, and if it does not work, you will try something else. I mean, by all means. But be careful not to emotionally scar your kids and if you are someone who is in a home currently where you feel unsafe and your parents are hitting you and it's just really bad, you know, you can reach out to someone who can help you out of that situation. I don't believe anyone should be hit. I don't believe anyone should be going through physical pain caused by their own caregivers. They need to be reported. But otherwise, yes, we are on to the next story. The title of this story is exactly a year ago, but I survived. Exactly a year ago, I got into the ambulance after pulling blood 30 times a day. I puked green stuff out of my mouth about 10 times. I lost 3 kgs in just 3 days. It all started with a really bad fever. I was perfectly fine the day before. I didn't eat for 2 days and I was so dehydrated. My lips were cracked and bleeding. I was in the hospital for 10 days and got diagnosed with UC. I felt like the world is about to end for me. The fact that this disease stays with me till the day I die made me feel so helpless. And today, as I'm typing this out, I can say that I feel a hundred times better. I survived. And it's been a year I'm in this subreddit finding some answers and advice. Asking questions whenever I'm in doubt and you guys have never missed one single question from me. And for that, I am eternally blessed. I prayed for everyone's recovery and resilience to get through this together. We got this. I can say proudly, or I guess the juxtaposition of this uh, sounds like bragging, but yeah, if you've read my blog, you've been part of my podcast for quite some time, you already know that I take pride in the fact that I'm someone who does not um, get sick very often or if i'm getting if i do get sick i'm pretty much dying there's like it's like two ends of the spectrum it's either one or the other and each time that i've ever been hospitalized it's like yeah during the day <laughs> but yeah um you should check out this disease called uc it is not very nice i would describe it but i don't know how well your guy reflexes are working right now but yes uh, if you can donate to a cause by all means please do so there are people who are really suffering and really need help those who are kind of surviving through each day are living miracles uh, if i do say so myself but yes we are moving on to our third and final story ever and how ironic it's my story we're ending with
wouldn't know where or how to title this, but I guess I can just tell you guys a little bit more about my mental health journey from where I was in like the lowest point in my life or two lowest points in my life, 2014 and 2016, to literally just living peak performance right now. Like maybe there is room for improvement, obviously, but the amount of the way I have healed, if that's how you can describe it, is something that I really wanted to share with you guys. So growing up, I did have I did have a lot of self-diagnosed mental issues. I know what you're thinking. Self-diagnosed? Are you kidding? And okay, I know, I know. You can't self-diagnose yourself some illnesses, but um I do know that there were some things that growing up the way I did, it was very difficult to talk about any of them especially like to my parents or to my friends or a couple of my friends i would say because i do give them credit for helping me cope but yeah so surviving with really bad mental health i guess so uh if you've been following me for a while you know that i went to boarding school in 2011 and it just destroyed me as a person boarding schools christian boarding schools might i add have issues that's all i'm gonna say about that (laughs) but yeah it was just difficult for me growing up simply because you know a lot of the time like when the school i was in before i was in an environment that i personally felt was very accepting of me I had grown up with a lot of my classmates from like preschool so a lot of the people who were in my class at the time i had known since i was like two or three years old so we kind of grew up and got the chance to see each other grow but then with this new environment it was like okay like what could go wrong and it's easy to blame other people it's easy to blame myself but i just want to blame the situation or just the fact that all of us were growing and sometimes as younger people we don't really understand the implications and impacts we have on other people despite anything honestly i feel like we are in this place where we think we're right but we're still growing and we don't exactly know how to function well within a society or an ecosystem of people i mean despite us being surrounded by people i feel that there are so many social cues that i was unfamiliar with or they were unfamiliar with that really just cause this whole you know juxtaposition of just (laughs) terribleness but i will start with basically saying that yeah so 2011 2012 2013 that's when i kind of had to started having problems with my mom and i kind of became this battle between i did not want to be home with my mom and i also did not want to be in school with other people simply because i felt like there was no place for me to just be myself and hang out with myself and my thoughts and just kind of encourage the person that i was and because of this i was basically having imposter syndrome everywhere i went so it's like okay at home i have this mask okay at school i've got this mask and switching between the masks and just kind of coordinating those two personalities i had going on plus my own personal personality and just muddling that all with social experiences and academics and sports it was a lot to take on at a really young age especially considering the fact that i really felt like i didn't really belong anywhere or i didn't really find like my people like there were like a couple of people that i knew i was friends with 
but it's that thing whereby I had the idea of who I wanted to be friends with. And since those people didn't want me, even though I know there were people who wanted and cared about me, I kind of pushed them away simply because I did not like the idea of them being my friends. I wanted those other people to be my friends. I want to be popular. I want to be popular. Funny enough, I was actually pretty popular in high school, but I just never felt popular because a certain group of people didn't, you know, acknowledge my existence. So... <laughs> And being a kid was just tough, yo. But yeah, let me continue. So from there, uh, I guess life kind of has its own way of dealing with stuff. I, um, hmm, this is a bit hard to talk about. So 2014 comes around and like I've hit a mental low. Like it's so low, like sitting here and just looking back and just letting those emotions kind of like flood back in and it's like you how do you survive wanting to die every single day like how do you survive the idea that you as a person you feel so useless and worthless that you know you know the world's a better place without you literally like that's all you ever feel 24 7 365 and you just live with those thoughts because i was someone who was just too afraid to even try try suicide like honestly um have did i attempt well i'll leave that to your your imagination but i can say that you get to this point where these thoughts are just all you have and you just have to live with it and each day it's either you give in or you don't you're happy or you're not and 2014 just went on and on and on and i just wanted to shoot it in the face because i hated it and then for some reason 2015 felt like a dream i don't know i think it's because it was like the last year that i was seeing a lot of those people in my class i guess all of us kind of just became nice to each other and just managed our way through it 2016 comes around we're a smaller group of people and i guess same problems kind of came back a lot of the same triggers came back you know you think people like you you think all these things but you don't feel them you don't like like for me i have this weird dissociation where i know that people like me and want to be my friend but it's always like yeah i think so but i don't think so at the same time if that makes any sense i don't know hit me up if this made sense to you we can have a good talk about it because yeah and having a lot of those dissociations also meant that i felt very very alone a lot of the time and i ended up seeking friendships from people who were like you know outside my common circle and that worked really well for me because i did build meaningful and deep relationships with other people but at the same time, it really just felt hard to, you know, that like get those thoughts. Like that darkness I felt in 2014 somehow skipped 2015. But that darkness I felt in 2016 was like 2014 darkness, but like on steroids. And, you know, and this was the time where I really struggled very hard to even like cry because physically if you again if you knew me from before you knew that i suffered dry eyes so crying is really not a thing for me 
so you get to like this 2014 darkness in 2016 steroids and i have no emotional release so i just have to soak in those thoughts just replenish and live in them and it was difficult because this was also the time when i had like eating problems and sleeping problems as well i wasn't eating very well i wasn't sleeping very much i was just kind of getting by each day just praying well not praying but just hoping that yo like a bus would hit me in the middle of nowhere and like that would be it for me like like i feel like the best analogy is like you know um i'm not saying that like like if a car was like in 2016 if a car was approaching me i don't think i would have moved like that's how that's how deep it was all those years ago but yeah you yeah i survived all of that deep darkness and deep sadness that i felt and all that emptiness and deadness that i felt in my heart and then coming to malaysia meeting the people i have making the friends that i have i feel like the biggest change for me is the idea that i had to accept myself and accept the fact that there are people who were willing to accept me and understanding that you know in order to exude the love and to exude all the great character traits that you have towards other people you have to do it for yourself first and i just survived all of that like i survived hating myself i survived eating disorders i survived sleeping disorders i survived all of this like i still have anxiety from time to time we're working on it guys we're working on it and i still have sleeping problems from time to time and i think i might be going through an eating disorder right now anyways that's not important what is important is that if I, someone like me can survive hating themselves, can survive literally wanting to be hit by a bus almost every other day, trust me, it's a mood, um, you can survive anything. Because if your mental mindset, if you can rebuild and replenish and restore what was broken and taken, I feel like you could conquer the world. And I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. I might not be doing much, but I do feel like I have conquered the world because I conquered the world of myself. And since that's conquered, I mean, uh, come at me. I I'm going to conquer everything else too. <laughs> On that note, I hope you appreciate yourself and the value that you bring to the different people in your life. You are loved, you're appreciated, and you're accepted. And no matter what situation you're in, if you feel like giving up or quitting, I can tell you right now that you can do this. You can survive through this. And you're going to live to tell the story about all the crap that you went through in the past that made you the person you are today, the person that you love, the person that you're proud of, and the person that is basically the coolest thing ever. The coolest person ever. You are the coolest person ever, hands down. Like, let the haters talk. They're just your fans because they have nothing else to better to do. All they can do is talk about you. Oh! <laughs> On another note, yeah, this was our last story episode, guys. Hey, it's been such a journey. I hope, I hope that we can, you know, we can meet up like this. But yeah, next week you've got a guest episode. Then we got the season finale. And then we're out. So guys, please stay safe. Enjoy your days and enjoy your lives.
hey let's keep in touch uh you can follow me on my social media um instagram and twitter share the same username and that is at doreen mt so that is at underscore d-o-r-e-e-n underscore mt underscore or you can also email me at the misadventures yeah at gmail.com so that is T-H-E-M-I-S-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S-Y-A at gmail.com. I'm totally looking forward to interacting with you. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave me a comment, drop me a rating, but most of all, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on.